This episode is sponsored by Gecko and Company. Gecko is the best company for all your financial investment needs. Whether you're into sketchy business deals or insider trading, Gecko and Company is where you can make that happen. Gecko and Company, greed is good. I don't think I've ever invested before. I haven't either, but that that company sounds like the one to do it for <laughs> sure. I have to look them up. Welcome back our fellow nerds to another exciting episode of Cineversal Nerds. I'm Brian. I'm Jesse. And this week we are doing a sequel to one of our episodes. Um, we did an episode last year called Underrated Gems, and I've always wanted to do another one, so here we are with more Underrated Gems. Uh, it's easy for me to think of Underrated Gems. It's not that easy uh, for Jesse, but that's no, okay. No, I don't know why. I just like... <laughs> I just get overwhelmed. That's okay. I, I've i seen a lot. I've seen so many movies in my lifetime, and there's just ones that I do want to talk about, but then I forget about them, and then now with episodes like this, I can recall those movies and just mention them. And, you know, some viewers out there, or viewers, listeners, uh, probably won't agree with them and think that they're they're crap because I, in the last episode I said an underrated gem to me is a movie that I love that no one's ever heard of but usually to everybody else it's they never heard of and sounds stupid. <laughs> That's like most movies to my friends so but besides you. Well they're all jealous we're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before we start our last episode we talked about The Simpsons um, hope everybody enjoyed that. But there were a couple of things that I wanted to mention in that episode, but I wrote them down for here. But we were talking about uh, Simpson video games, and I said that I couldn't remember any for Super Nintendo. I was wrong. There was one, and it was for Sega as well. It was uh, called Bart's Nightmare. Uh, that is a better game than the Nintendo ones, but still pretty bad. Um, but... Uh, different. And they also had an itchy and scratchy game for Super Nintendo where you could play, you play a scratchy and you're just avoiding itchy and it's the violence and it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's what you would think a game of itchy and scratchy would be. Yeah, and that sounds amazing. It was pretty fun. And then for Sega, they had a game called Virtual Bart, which was basically Bart's Nightmare, how like Sega and Super Nintendo were always competing. They always had the same kind of game, but they were different as yeah. type games. So <laughs> that was Sega's Bart game. So I wanted to mention that. And then I remember you saying that you wondered why Maggie wasn't more popular than she was. Um, it's funny is that I was watching an episode earlier that day that I forgot to mention. So it's an episode where Marge is teaching her sign language because they want to oh, figure yeah, out I how. I just watched that. Yeah. And <laughs> Marge shows her a baby Yoda. And she's like, Ooh, you like the baby Yoda? And then Maggie signs uh, in her language, um, you know, I used to be America's baby. <laughs> so that's, there you go. Yeah. Maggie was popular until Baby Yoda came out. <laughs> I mean, she does have a bunch of shorts. She does. And you know what? I haven't actually watched any of them. Um, I think the only one I've watched is The Longest Daycare or The Long... Something like that. I know she's got a few. There's even like a Marvel one too, like a Loki one. Yeah, I haven't I think watched that's got that everybody either. Everybody in it, yeah. Maybe I'll have to watch those when well, I get all home. They're on Disney Plus. So. <clears throat> yeah, I still need to rewatch the movie again. <laughs> all right. Well, before we uh, dive into our new list of underrated gems, uh, what did you watch last? Oh gosh, this is kind of a long. You wrote list. them down. I did. I did <laughs> write them down this time. I was very proud of myself. <laughs> 
Um, so I watched <clears throat> Geostorm. Ah, oh, Gerard Butler. <laughs> and uh, oh, what's his name uh, from Across the Universe? Isn't it? Yeah, Jim Sturgis. Jim Sturgis, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie is not great. And I felt very guilty watching it without Sam. And, and as I was watching it, I was like, I should probably stop. Because her and I like to watch these cheesy the disaster, disaster movies. movies. And I was like, this is one that we probably would watch together and get drunk and watch. But, but you know, unlike the ones you guys usually watch, that one went to theaters. Yeah. Has a budget. Yeah. And, and maybe I should have been drinking when I was watching this because I was stone cold sober and it was not good. <laughs> Is it, does it feel, I haven't seen it, but does it feel too similar like a lot of the other disaster movies, like the Roland Emmerich ones, or no. is it different somehow? Um, I, I feel like it is different, like, because they kind of explain, I guess this movie's been out for a while, but um, they kind of explain like the world was like, they had already had these storms. So mm. you like go into the movie and they'd already saved the world from disaster already. And it's happening and again. Then, <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. Like, you know, and so like, I, I mean, I guess it's interesting, but I think it's just the acting Gerard Butler. I don't know why he was just so cheesy in this movie. And I don't know if he's always been cheesy or I'm just, I think he, I think if you just, keep him in because he can be good like yeah. i mean he was good in 300 but you know all those guys acted like that so i mean that i think if you keep him in more of a i don't know like a hero type yeah. action movie as opposed to like a real life type but then again yeah gods of know. egypt <laughs> Well, I don't know. Maybe he, he's a mixed bag. I yeah. Guess. I mean, I loved him in The Ugly Truth. He was funny. Yeah. The bounty Hunter. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't really remember that, but I guess he was okay. But yeah, this was just not my cup of tea. I tried. It was just hey, one that I... But, and it was expiring off HBO, so okay. I was like, well, I'll just watch it before it Yeah, I mean, now you can add it to that list of, I've seen it. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> right. I've seen it. I mean, did you see Greenland with him, which is another disaster movie? No, I didn't. I haven't either, but who knows? Maybe that one's better. <laughs> Maybe. I'll give it a go. I'll watch that one. A little tipsy with Sam. So, um, I also watched one of my favorite Marilyn Monroe movies. Mm. Um, Some Like It Hot. Uh-huh. Have you seen this? Maybe. Uh, my right. dad had, like, when I was growing up, he had a lot of... Um, like uh, VHS uh, movies of like Elvis and Marilyn Monroe and a bunch of those. And I might have when I was a kid, but I, I couldn't really tell you. Yeah, all. this is one of my favorites and I watch it every year or so. And it's in 1959, you know, black and white. And then I was like, because it's just been recorded on my DVR, you know, and, I, and that's where I watch it. And then I finally I was like, why don't I buy this? So I finally I did. I ordered it and it came with a color copy, but I haven't watched it yet. But um. So basically you got, you know, two guys who witness like a mob hit type thing. And then they go undercover as women for this because uh, they're musicians, uh, saxophone and a, I think he plays cello. And um, so they go in this like women's band to Florida or whatever. And Interesting. Marilyn Monroe's in that. And yeah, it's, it's very funny. And I love it. <laughs> Great. There's a new Marilyn movie coming. I think it's just oh, called yeah. Blonde. Um, it has um, uh, Anna de Armas. Yeah, from I saw Knives that, Out. and it got an NC seventeen yeah. rating. 
I'll, you know, I like her, so I'll check it out. Yeah, um, I like. There's Marilyn, not a so. lot of Marilyn Monroe biopics. I mean, they had that My Week with Marilyn with um, Michelle Williams. I believe that was who played her. Um, yeah, but that, other than that, they that was okay. Haven't had, you know. It's about time. I mean, we're getting yeah. an Elvis movie this year, and so why not have a Marilyn Monroe right. movie? Right, no, so. I, well, I would totally watch it, because <laughs> I, I am a fan. And, I mean, I don't like all her movies. Like, right. I won't say they're all good, but there are some that I love. So, But this is this is definitely my favorite, and I watch it quite often. I have this old movie. Um, it's still on VHS, because I was. it's one of those where I was never able to find a DVD or Blu-ray of it, because I don't think it exists. Uh, but it should, and... Uh, so I still have the VHS, so I'm happy for that. But it's called Calendar Girl, and um, it, it stars stars Jason Priestley from 90210 and Jerry O'Connell um, and Gabriel Olds, and they're three buddies that have been friends since they were kids. Takes place like in the 50s and 60s, and they're both all three of them are obsessed with Marilyn Monroe. She's alive, played by some unknown actress. I don't remember who, and. It's a comedy about these three guys, so they're about to go their separate ways after school. Like, one's going to college, one's going into the army, one's getting married, so they want to have a night last hoorah as friends. So they decide to go to see Marilyn Monroe in her house and talk to her and meet her, you know, trying to avoid her housekeeper and security and all these things. It's a comedy about that, so that's a pretty enjoyable movie. I think you'd like it. Yeah, I probably would. It's ridiculous, and it's not a true story at all, right. but I, I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, they use that song, Calendar Girl. That's like the theme song. So, I think this was made around the time Jason Priestley was doing 90210 because he looked exactly the same as he did on that show. Uh, okay, so. yeah. All right. Is that all you got? Um, I watched season one of The Boys. Is so that your first watch? First time? Or um, you've seen I've it before? I've seen a couple episodes before, but like years ago. Crazy show. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Very dirty. <laughs> yeah. Dark and... Excited for that third season. Yeah. No, I th- I'm i in season two now. I just, I just think I stopped it because I was like, I need a break. And <laughs> Sorry, it's a lot to take times. in. <laughs> yeah. And then I watched... Um, because, you know, I was trying to watch movies that that people have recommended that, you know, I've never really heard anything about. Just just to tr- see what could be on my list, I guess. Like so Geostorm. I, yeah. Well, no, no <laughs> that that was not for research. But um, this one was A Good Time. Oh, uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. The Safdie brothers that directed yeah. it, did Uncut Gems. He got a lot of praise for that just because of his yeah, character. It was good. It's a it's a it, it's an acquired taste the way yeah. that movie is. Yeah, I, and the way it ended, and I was just like, "What?" It was more of an art film, right? For yeah. the most part, so. no, it it was good, and you know, if you want to watch it, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But it, it was did not make my list. <laughs> but he, uh, you know, that that's a good uh, example of a movie where they're like Pattinson has no range. He does. Yeah, I thought he did great. Yeah. <laughs> It had nothing to do with anybody's acting, because everybody did amazing. It was just, you know, just the type it's of It's not movie. for everybody. Right. Um, I watched a Gerard Butler movie as well. Uh, I watched Cop Shop. It stars him and Frank Grillo. Uh, Frank Grillo 
uh, many of you would know as the co-star of many of Bruce Willis's straight-to-DVD movies that have come out in the past year. Um, it's a, it, it, was, it was entertaining. Uh, when I saw the trailer for it, it reminded me of Assault on Precinct 13 a little bit, but it's not really that. It's, like, it's got elements. So it's basically like Frank Grillo is a con man. He's on the run. He's in a stolen car. The, the car breaks down, and he needs. And he's on the run from um, a, a hitman that somebody hired to kill him, and that hitman is Gerard Butler. And he needs to find somewhere safe, so he sucker punches a cop and gets thrown in jail. So he's in jail being safe. Well, Gerard Butler also sees that and does something to get himself in jail. So they're both in jail uh, in separate cells across from each other. So that's where the intensity <laughs> comes into play. And then eventually, and Dory, I'm not giving away the whole movie because you can see all of this in the trailer. But I guess trailers do kind of reveal the whole movie. But yeah. uh <laughs> There's, the it, it, it gets even more intense because there's another hitman that was hired and he invades the police station while these two are in the, the cells. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, it was a good watch. Let me guess they team up. Gerard Butler uh, does a good job. He's playing a character I don't normally see him as. Um, he's a little more chill. He's not very action heavy in this. Um, I mean, he does play a, a hitman, a criminal, but he's more... Uh, dialogue from him than anything and he does a good job he's believable um the other thing i watched i went to theaters and saw the movie x uh which is the new slasher movie directed by ty west gave us movies like house of the devil the innkeepers sacrament he likes to uh he's an indie filmmaker that i i do respect he 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 takes ideas of movies that are Pretty well-known, pretty common, pretty cliche, but he puts his own little spin on it to make it unique. So X is a slasher movie in the 70s that we've probably seen before, at least on paper. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a bunch of young adults that go to, they they rent this uh, uh, farmhouse or this barn from this old couple uh, to shoot a porn. And uh, <laughs> this was during the rise of uh, home video, so they wanted to cash in on that and make a make a good porn to just make instant money. Yeah. But the old couple has no idea that's what they're doing. And that night, all hell breaks loose. So on paper, that sounds so stupid. <laughs> it sounds like a typical slasher, but because it's Ty West, he threw in, like I said, his own stuff into it, so it felt different. Now, with horror... A lot of people have different fears, whether it be children or clowns or dolls. I've always said the, the scariest thing in horror movies to me are old people. <laughs> and for the longest time, The Visit was one of the scariest movies I've seen because that old lady freaked the crap out of me in that. Until I saw this movie, X. Now there's a new champion that haunts my nightmares. <laughs> you gotta watch Marion. <sighs> I don't want to. Okay, I will. <laughs> Maybe closer to Halloween. Yeah, definitely. But uh, but X was a good time. Uh, it's got a lot of violence in it. It's got a great soundtrack, all 70s stuff. I mean, for being an independent horror movie, they got some pretty good tracks on their soundtrack, so that's probably where all the money went. Uh, it stars um, Martin Henderson, or who I like to call Bargain Bin Matthew McConaughey, because when you watch the trailer, <laughs> you think that's Matthew McConaughey, but it's not. It's Martin Henderson. He played the, the boyfriend or whatever in The Ring. Naomi wants. Oh. He is kind of Matthew McConaughey like. Oh, okay. Um, he's like he's like the guy that 
you would get if you can't get Matthew McConaughey. So you get him. <laughs> I'm, he's the I'm lead, kidding. He's, you he's said? uh yeah, he's one of the leads. Okay. And then Mia Goth is the other lead. She did uh movies like the Suspiria remake and Nymphomaniac. She's married to Shia LaBeouf. If you look at her, the you, main you, girl in yeah. Nymphomaniac. I don't know. I've only seen that once, and I don't really remember, yeah, and don't want to remember. Yeah, it's terrible. It. Um, well, that's Lars von Trier. You know, I mean, acquired taste, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's. But it, I really enjoyed the movie. It was a good experience, and if you do go see it in theaters, uh, stay till the end credits. There's something after the credits. I know that Marvel has taught us all to always stay through credits, no matter what we watch. So this one has something at the end because they so I, i'm going to tell you this but it's not a spoiler but it's something that happened during the making of this movie is that ty west also made a prequel to this movie at the same time of making x and it's called pearl and there's things in this movie that aren't quite fully explained at the end that just kind of come out of nowhere which are probably explained in his yet unreleased prequel okay so yeah, check it out. X. If you like Ty West stuff, check it out. Um, if you don't like it, I get it. <laughs> it's not for everybody. I mean, I would definitely give it a watch, for sure. Some creepy... It, it's it's not scary. It's just unsettling. And there's some creepy uh, imagery involving old people and porn and violence. And yeah, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> there's just... I, I'm not going to repeat it. It's just... You got to see it. Yeah. <laughs> But um, it is an A24 movie, so expect the slow burn. <laughs> That's all I got for recently watched. Do you have anything else? Uh, nope. Okay. Not worth mentioning anyway. So underrated gems. Now, uh, we did our usual make a top five. Um, they're in no particular order. They're just five more. But I did have some honorable mentions that I'm going to run through real quickly. Uh, one that I actually remembered, uh, it wasn't on the list before, but I was looking at my collection of DVDs and I saw it there. I'm like, damn, that's a good one. Uh, Evolution from 2001. Oh, okay. I love that movie. It's Ivan Reitman. And I think at the time when it came out, Doesn't it, it probably... the same guy from X in it? Is he in it? Oh, it's got David Duchovny. Oh, okay. That's what I'm thinking of. They kind of... See, they remind me of each other, <laughs> actually. Um, so this was kind of poking fun at david duchovny from x-files so this was an alien comedy with him in the lead and yeah. we get we get uh, sean william scott when during his american pie road trip era and orlando jones and julianne moore and it is directed by ivan reitman who gave us ghostbusters and i think because people try to compare it to ghostbusters it didn't do well because it's, of course it's not as good as ghostbusters but i think it's a really good comedy for for what it is yeah no i remember liking it it's just been a long time since i've seen it it's a good rewatch. i i definitely recommend checking it out if you haven't seen it definitely watch it it's i mean what do you got to lose it's funny right <laughs> some of the see some of the effects look kind of bad now but then there are some that still look pretty good so i want to mention that one uh i have the island from 2005 michael bay uh ewan mcgregor and scarlett johansson uh it's probably my favorite uh... michael bay movie next to the rock I think I saw this when I was like 16, but I don't remember it at all. It's it's uh, clones. It's about clones. Yeah. And it's got some good effects. It's got a great uh, car chase on a highway scene. Uh, it's got the lens flares like a lot of Michael Bay movies have. Uh, <laughs> 
Ewan McGregor's great. Scarlett Johansson was great. It's got Sean Bean in it. Another rare movie where he doesn't die in. Um, but it's spoiler. No, I'm just oh, it's a it's a fun <laughs> action movie. I think for Michael Bay, it's a little more complex than it needs to be as far as the plot goes. But it's a it's a good watch. Steve Buscemi is great in it, so I recommend that. Uh, Seven Psychopaths. From oh 2012. My God, I love that. Oh, that was supposed to be on my list this that, time. I totally forgot. Such a great movie. Yes. Um, God, I can't remember. Me and Alan were talking about uh, something. Uh, we were talking about how stealing so, uh, the plot for a movie. I forget what movie we were talking about, but it was about stealing a dog from somebody. Oh, it was Once Upon a Time in Venice. It was a Bruce Willis movie, and apparently that um, it's on Hulu. And okay. I wanted to watch it because it looked funny. And he's like, I don't know. That movie's kind of about, like, somebody takes his dog and he has to go get it, you know. And I'm like, and he's like, that that makes kind of a dumb plot. And I'm like, yeah, but Seven Psychopaths is about that. And that's an awesome movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we recommend we both recommend Seven Psychopaths. It's um, came out in 2012, directed by Martin McDonough, who gave us uh, In Bruges with Colin Farrell and the recent Three Billboards across, or Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, that won mm -hmm. a bunch of Oscars. This one's great. Colin Farrell, Sam Rockwell, Woody Harrelson, uh, Christopher Walken. It's just so great dialogue. Um, a lot of those guys, it's some of their best performances. Sam Rockwell makes that movie for sure. <sighs> Yeah, he's like the best. Uh, he's he's funny. He's a dickhead. He's like everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then Woody Harrelson's pretty intimidating as his uh, villain character, but he also has that soft side because it's his dog, his little yeah. like purse dog yeah. or whatever that thing is. <laughs> um, his little lap dog. Yep. We get a little cameo by Tom Waits, which is always great. So that's that's a good one. I recommend that to everybody. Um. I have one called The Endless. came out in 2017. Not many people have heard of it, but it's directed by the two guys that are doing the Moon Knight series for Marvel. And I want to see more stuff from them. They're very unique. They also star in their own movie, but it's about two brothers that receive a videotape that convinces them to find answers and return to the UFO cult they once escaped when they were children. And it's a weird sci-fi yeah. movie. It's independent. Um... And a low budget, but they make use of the low budget and it make it look good. Hmm. I've never heard of that at all. I do enjoy it. I have it. If you want to borrow it. Okay. Um, Add it to the list or stack. <laughs> I also put on here The Voices from 2014 with Ryan Reynolds. That movie is pretty good. It's just, some people didn't like it because Ryan Reynolds plays a character that is not a nice guy. I mean, he can be, but deep down he's he, not. He, he tries. He, he does try. He, he thinks he's a good guy, but he's weird. But, oh my God, that movie It is, is a strange movie, but it's so great because it's different. I like when actors kind of step out of their comfort zone and do something different. Yeah. Like, it has a Ryan Reynolds-esque thing going on for a lot of the movie with totally his character. Different. But then it just, like, goes in a crazy, yeah. hardcore direction, like, halfway through the movie. Yeah, and that's what, that's what I do respect about it a lot, is that it's not your typical Ryan Reynolds, like you said. Yeah, if you just focused on his character, like he's Jerry. He's a sarcastic asshole like he is. In... He's a happy-go-lucky, chipper person that works at a bathtub factory. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets an office crush, and then things go crazy when he stood up on his date. Also, his dog and cat talk to him. Yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> because it's called The Voices, so he does hear voices. But him, Gemma Arterton, and Anna Kendrick. Or Anna Kendrick? Anna? I think it's Anna. Mm. Anna. I think it's and they Anna. all do a great job. No. 
think it's Anna. Anna. Hmm. Anna Taylor Joy is. I think one then, uh, N makes it Anna the Anna. Ferris. Isn't that two N's though? Hmm? Is that two N's in her name? Yeah, so is Anna Kendrick. I don't know. Either way. <laughs> Y'all know what we're talking about. <laughs> I thought anyway. Now you got me second guessing it, but whatever. Um, <laughs> we're I not also, good at pronouncing names. I also have Dread 3D. Now it's getting a little more of a cult status now because they are making a TV I've show. Um, I thought you did because I brought it over because I, I have the 3D version. We watched it at your old place. I don't remember it. Oh, it's so cool in 3D. Uh, great movie. <laughs> I'm not talking about the Stallone one from the 90s, but this one is the newer one um, with uh, Carl Urban, who's in The Boys. And uh, it's just awesome. 3D, th- the 3D is sweet. It's violent. It's just, it's a good time. So uh, I also have The Chase from 1994, directed by Adam Rifkin, who gave us Detroit Rock City, which is also a great I one. I <laughs> fucking love that That is movie. a great movie. I love that movie so much. Just get up there, shake your wee-wee. And... Uh, that is a movie that I, like, found one day, and then I, like, literally, I think I watched it, like, all day for, like, two days straight. I think I and watched it over and over again because I just loved it so much. I'm not even, like, the biggest Kiss fan. I like a couple of their songs, but that movie's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me kind of want to listen to more Kiss yeah, songs. so good. Because <laughs> they say Edward Furlong didn't do anything well after Terminator 2. He did that movie. Yeah, he and was he great. was hilarious <laughs> when he did his strip dance. <laughs> so great. Oh, yeah, that that is a good one. Um, but this one, The Chase... Uh, this one has Charlie Sheen, Chrissy Swanson, and Harry Rollins, and it's it's about what it, what the title is. It's a chase. He plays a guy named Jack Hammond. He's an escaped convict who, uh, to avoid authorities, he takes hostage of a girl that happens to be the daughter of one of the richest men in the state, and then the movie is them uh, trying to get away in their car while being broadcasted on live TV and being chased by cops and other people that want to cash in on the, the fun, you know, to get her back and stuff and it's just a fun movie um it's like rat race no well i'm just kidding <laughs> i mean they're just trying to get away from the cops I know, I'm just joking. uh but it's uh i like it because um i i like charlie sheen uh, you know despite what he is now this was back when he was doing good decent movies yeah so we also get a cameo from anthony kiedis and flea from red hot chili peppers <laughs> okay. and then the last honorable mention come to daddy 2019 that movie is pretty great too. it's so weird <laughs> it's so out there i do have friends that could not watch it just really? could, like i got a buddy that I, I i i tried to recommend the crap out of it to him and he was just like i could not get into that oh, it just I, it bothered me it and, he, and he, he wasn't impressed yeah. he took your line he wasn't <laughs> impressed it was mediocre uh, um i think it's great yeah elijah wood is so weird his weird haircut his weird outfit his name um his name's norval (laughs) but basically norval receives an unexpected letter from his estranged father asking him to visit him and reconnect and things go crazy when he meets up with his with his daddy so it's really weird yeah it's uh i I don't want to spoil anything because it's definitely one of those you just got to watch because i had this idea like the trailer will make you think it's one kind of movie and then you watch it and it's really not like how the trailer yeah. makes you think it is so that's why i liked it it took a direction where i'm like what the hell is yeah. going on here <laughs> and i enjoyed it i do like those weird movies and um elijah wood's one of those actors like daniel radcliffe where i'm glad he's kind of getting out of that 
um, kid actor persona and, sure. and trying all these independent weird movies, and he's he's rocking at this it. Came a long way since Back to the Future Part Two. That's true. He has. <laughs> <laughs> he's come a long way since being Frodo. No, so, <laughs> uh, but we recommend this one. Um, he uh, is from the guy who gave us Turbo Kid, which is a great movie as well. Uh, you know, that's one that I've always wanted to watch, and I just <laughs> it's got a great watched it. synthesizer soundtrack. Yeah, that's I heard pretty it's awesome. Great. It's Mad Max meets Rad with a kid. <laughs> so that's all I have for my honorable mentions. I'm sure there's thousands more, but those are the ones that I just definitely wanted to mention. So do you have anything honorable mention? I barely made my five. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> this will be the last one. Maybe like, maybe someday down just the road. Forget. When like it's you just okay. listed so many movies that I could have put in my five and I was like, oh my god, I, I just one don't of these days of you should things. just come over and get in the be in the movie room and just spend a good hour in there looking at stuff and I guarantee you would have found a list of like twenty. Ugh, I I just need to like if I watch a movie and I'm like, this was good and I think it's underrated. You write it down. I just just write it write it the fuck <laughs> write down, that down. Because <laughs> I my memory, like It's okay. Is so good in certain areas but movies and shit not not good that's what i'm here for yeah maybe we can do an underrated tv show episode next hmm? i do have at least two for that list okay. so all right that i wrote actually wrote down because i was like i don't want to forget it <laughs> so underrated gems what's your first one um and these are in no particular right. order um then came you Okay. This is a net. Uh, I don't know if it's originally was made for Netflix. I'm not sure, um, but it came out in 2018, and it has uh, Maisie Williams and I think his name's Asa Asa Butterfield yeah. or Asa Nina Dobrov. The Ken peculiar Jones. children actor. Yeah. yeah, and he's in that um, sex education show mm -hmm. that I love. Um, this movie will pull at your freaking heartstrings. I cry every time I watch it and I don't want to give it anything away, but basically this kid, uh, he goes through some trauma when, um, he's a kid and, he, uh, you'll find that out. I don't want to give it everything mm. away, but, um, then he, he just like is a hypochondriac. So he like thinks he's dying. He thinks that, you know, right something's wrong with him he gets tests he's got mris like nothing so then he goes to the support group for people with cancer and he meets Maisie williams who has cancer and they just have this you know and she has this like list that she's trying to go through before she passes away and he she like forces him to help her because he's like not her biggest fan at first you know but then they just form this beautiful friendship and it's just uh it's just an amazing movie and i just love it so much it sounds very sad. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the performances are great. I'd probably add it to my list of a day that I want to watch all sad movies. That'll go with Grave of the Fireflies and Dancer in the Dark. And <laughs> like I'll just <laughs> Boy in the Striped Pajamas. Watch him in the dark and cry to myself. Yeah, it'll be a fun day. <laughs> yeah, I, I told um, my best friend, I was like, you have to watch this movie. But I was like, it is. It's on Netflix, it you said. material sensitive, you know, like. It has sensitive material in it, but mm. it, it is just worth the watch. Yes, it's on Netflix. There's nothing wrong with sad movies. I know a lot of people, a lot of modern moviegoers, if a movie's not like 
a Marvel movie or like a happy comedy. They just skip it or instantly talk shit about it because life sucks or their life sucks and they want to watch something happy and not sad. So I, Mm -hmm. but I like, I mean, that means we still have feelings as humans. So I do like to watch sad movies here and there. Yeah. But it's like, you know, beside all the sadness, it's just, it's just a beautiful film. Yeah. Like it just unlikely friendship. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I, I. I. I get it. There. There are movies like that. that and Maisie I've Williams seen that. is just like this kooky, crazy girl, and I just love it. Like she's so funny. But I've only seen her in The New Mutants because I've never watched Game of Thrones, but okay. I've only seen her in that. And you know, yeah, that movie's not great, but she did. She did good in it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, I see I did watch her in um, Game of Thrones. And I watched her in um, The Owners. Oh. <laughs> That's like a, technically, I guess, a home invasion movie type thing. Oh. Kind of reminds me of uh, Don't Breathe a little bit. Okay. Ish. But. Except for like the uh, turkey baster scene obviously. yeah no not something <laughs> crazy and weird at the end oh, oh god forgot about that yeah that's why i'm here to remind you yeah <laughs> <laughs> you said this was on uh netflix yes and it's called what then came you then came you mm-hmm. all right i will uh i'm gonna take that as a note actually yeah watch it when you watch uh about time because <laughs> that was on my underrated list last time yeah yeah oh well, yeah all right all right. About time. I'm writing them both down. I'm so proud just of you. Just for you. There you go. That's step one. Yeah. That's progress. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. I know your list is long. So is mine. So I don't, <laughs> I don't fault you at all. <laughs> I will get to them eventually. That's all I can say. You might not like but it, I'm but I'm not okay. going to say I'm never going to watch that crap because people watch stuff that I recommend all the time, so that would make me a hypocrite and a bad friend, so I don't want to be that. I've done it before. I'll admit it. I know, but, and, I get, and I get great joy when you enjoy something that I've recommended, and I'm like, this is how you feel because it feels pretty good. <laughs> and on the other end, I get super pissed off when you don't like a movie that I'm like, <laughs> it's the best. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Nah, it's, just kidding. Everybody's different. <laughs> Uh, anything else you have about that? Movie? No. Okay. Um, one of mine is The Baytown Outlaws. Came out in 2012. Directed by Barry Battles. Uh, this movie stars Billy Bob Thornton, Eva Longoria, Clayne Crawford, Travis Fimmel. Uh, it is very underrated to me because it was straight to video. I mean, if it did go to theaters, then it was select theaters. Uh, but basically, it is about uh, three outlawed brothers who work as enforcers for a sheriff of a small town who doesn't like to get his hands dirty and doing various things, and they do it for money. And the the camaraderie and the brotherhood between these three brothers is so great. They have great chemistry with each other. They feel like brothers making fun of each other and, and getting into shit together. Um, Eva Longoria plays a girl named Celeste who hires them to bring back her godson who was kidnapped by her drug lord ex-husband, Billy Bob Thornton. So the brothers are going for a snatch and grab and then being chased by various crazy characters that the ex-husband sends at them. Super violent, super over-the-top, action-packed, and hilarious. Especially with the three brothers. Um, Clayne Crawford... 
did a few movies, but uh, he was on the first season of Lethal Weapon uh, opposite Damon Wayans, or um, Damon Wayans Jr. And uh, and then uh, Travis Fimmel plays one of the brothers. He was the lead in Vikings, the first show, Vikings. Okay. And Warcraft. And uh, the other brother, which I didn't write his name down, he was... I think he was in Twilight or one of those movies, but he was also in the X-Men movies as uh, Colossus. Big, big guy. Oh, uh, okay. But um, they're they're just so great to watch. They're, they're, they're our lead characters, and it's just, like like I said, their chemistry is so good with each other that it just feels natural the way they're, you know, talking to each other. So you look like you were going to say something. Um. I feel like you recommended this movie like years ago. Like <laughs> probably. And and I actually watched it. Yeah. And I think it was after you recommended it and it was like probably around the time I first met you. Um and I think I actually enjoyed it. I it's been a long time so it's like I forget a lot, but yeah. I remember really liking it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's over the top, but it's a fun time. Billy Bob, I I read that he um loved the script so much that he did it for free. He didn't. Oh, wow. eat, well, the director didn't have a lot of money. It is a low-budget film, but Billy Bob was so impressed by the script and character that he was just like, "Yeah," and he does a great job. He, he uh, I never really seen him as a a drug lord type character, yeah. but he's also funny as well um, and scary. <laughs> <laughs> he's not in it that much. It's really mostly about the the three brothers uh, and the kid. Um, which I should have wrote his name down, but he's in a few things. He's in the Maze Runner movies. He's not the lead, but he's he's in those movies. Oh, okay. um, if you look him up, you're like, oh, that kid. Oh, okay. Um, but it's it good. Right Michael now. Rappaport shows up in there, and it's just it's a fun time. If you just want action and comedy, um, that one's I 100% recommend that. I don't even know if it's streaming on anything, but it's uh, it might be on Prime. Actually, I think it's on Amazon. Uh, but oh, Baytown Outlaws. I know that, that kid. kid. Yeah. <laughs> so, recommend it. I've always wanted to recommend that one. So, what do you got next? A long shot. This came out in 2019. Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. And basically, Seth Rogen plays this. Uh, He's like a journalist and he goes undercover a lot. And like you see him in the first scene, and he's like, they, he's like in this neo Nazi group or whatever. He's pretending to be a neo Nazi, you know, and he's, he's Jewish. So like it's funny. But, and then they like forcing him to get like a swastika stat, uh, statue. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. I meant tattoo. Well, you were talking about neo-Nazis. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tattoo, and then he gets interrupted mid-thing, and then he jumps out this window, and oh my god, it's just like so funny. This, I mean, it's typical Seth Rogen, you know, but... And then, you know, uh, Charlize Theron plays, you know, Secretary of State, mm-hmm. you know, and um, she's like, wants to run for president, and she needs a speechwriter. So here comes Seth Rogen. She hires Seth Rogen. Yeah, well, they knew each other. She used to babysit him, actually. Oh, that's and, funny. And <laughs> there's actually like an awkward scene of when you know he, she was his babysitter. They flash back, and it, it's just like a really great movie, and they have great chemistry, you know, and like uh, it's it's just really funny and delightful, and I loved that movie so much. And there's a part where they're like doing drugs and she has to like talk this terrorist down from like releasing this hostage or whatever and she's like all drugged up and (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's actually pretty funny. I, I that really, sounds funny. Yeah. I, this is my second time watching it because, again, I wanted to make sure that it deserved to be on this list. So I watched it again, and it does. I do have access to that movie, so I can I can watch it. I, I remember when it came out, and I think I think at that time I might have been unfairly judging Seth Rogen. I mean, I like him, but I think at the time I was kind of burnt out yeah. from him. Mm-hmm. So, and it just looked like another Seth Rogen comedy. Because, I mean, in Pineapple Express, not saying it's bad, but he played a process server where he would kind of make people think it's something else yeah. and then process so that kind of reminded me of it the what, yeah. what he's doing but i'm gonna give it a shot i do yeah, like charlie's theron and i it, mean it he, did look funny he is still you know seth rogan but I, mm. I think it's a little milder and like but he he's still pretty it's funny not his and, usual and it's nice stuff. to see charlie's theron in that type of role too oh like yeah that. i love it when she is fine to make something that's not what she would usually make yeah and just have fun right and not phone it in either yeah and it has um ice cubes i think it's ice cubes son o'shea jackson yeah. jr or looks just like him yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah he actually played him in that one movie didn't right he? yeah yep. okay that's what i thought um so he's in it and a bunch of people but great well, i'll uh actually add it to the list long shot <laughs> Well, if you forget, you could just always listen to this episode again. That's and true. I do. Oh, yeah. I do listen to our episodes <laughs> at least, you know, ten times after you send them to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said, "Oh yeah, what?" Nothing. Oh, I guess not. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, my next uh, uh, underrated gem is a comedy as Did well. Did you say overrated? No, because oh. this movie made, like, no money. No, when it sounded it went like you were about to say overrated. No, I was going to say honorable mention. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no. I was like, I so knew you were going to say something. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's an underrated gem to me, but it is, um, you know, if you're not a fan of the guys who made this movie, you may not want to watch this movie. But I loved it because I'm a fan of the guys who made this movie. It is Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Uh, Came out in 2016. Okay. Uh, directed and created by Lonely Island, the rap group that consists of Akiva Schaffer, or Schaefer, uh, Jorma Tacone, and Andy Samberg. And it is a total like satire parody-esque uh, of the music industry, specifically like Justin Bieber is kind of what they were going for with um, Samberg's character. Um, it's so funny. Like it went to theaters, but it made like nothing, and then came out in video. And then, you know, I think Sandberg was doing good because he was on uh, the um, Brooklyn Nine Nine at the time too. So these are the same guys that also made the movie Hot Rod, which I do enjoy as well with Sandberg. Um, but this this movie is so funny, and I wouldn't probably would have never watched it if it wasn't for my buddy Chris that recommended it because I actually heard the soundtrack before i saw the movie and the soundtrack is awesome like i knew lonely island before you know the the jack sparrow song and uh um i just had sex and like all these other great songs (laughs) that they do they're funny like their beats are good don't they do that i'm on a boat yeah okay that was like one of the first ones i ever heard uh and they're they're funny they have funny lyrics they're the, the music itself is actually really good too and and then when he told me about the soundtrack, I, I listened to the soundtrack, the Bin Laden song and Mona Lisa and all these things. And I was like, this is hilarious. And then also the, the music's good. So I was like, all right, I'm going to have to watch the movie. So I got the movie. 
it's really funny. <laughs> I love I love <laughs> movies that make fun of uh, like Hollywood and the music industry and stuff like that. Yeah. So. And it's a you know it follows uh, Sandberg's character who's named Connor for real, as he leaves his former boy band, the Style Boys, to pursue his own solo career and then does everything he can to maintain his celebrity status. He's not very smart. There's a great uh, one of my favorite scenes is his manager's played by Tim Meadows and he does a show. And he ends up being naked for like a minute on stage by a a, a, um, a mess up with the wardrobe, and he's all yelling at his manager. And he's like, "Connor, you were you were on there for like ninety seconds. You were on TV for like ninety seconds." He's like, "But that's a third of the way to Mars." And he's like, "Connor, thirty seconds to Mars is the name of a band, not a fact." <laughs> <laughs> So there's a lot of um, parodies of other um, musicians and things like that. Like I said, Justin Bieber. There's a character named Hunter the Hungry, who is apparently a loose parody of the rapper Tyler the Creator. Um, there's a part in the movie where Connor puts his newest album in people's appliances, where you can like listen to his album while you're getting ice in your fridge or doing your laundry. Which is so stupid, but uh, that actually is a reference to when U2 added their album to iTunes accounts without permission. <laughs> oh my god, that was a thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, they were desperate. Most of the shots... I hate U2, it is my least favorite band ever. <laughs> I like a couple of their songs. No. Um, Bono's not for me. <laughs> uh there's a lot of concert footage uh, in the movie, you know, because he goes on tour, so he plays a lot of shows, and actually a lot of the crowd shots that they use for the movie were just from a One Direction concert. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so I do recommend this movie. If you if you like Lonely Island, you haven't seen this movie, definitely watch this movie. It's hilarious. Um, if you hate Lonely Island, you're not big in Andy Samberg, you might, you could probably skip this, because a lot of their humor in this movie is similar to their music. I mean, even Michael Bolton appears in it, and mm -hmm. it's a great soundtrack. It's it's one of the first soundtracks I ever bought physically in a long time. And these guys are doing the new upcoming Chip and Dale movie or show that's happening. Chip and Dale, not, not Chip and Dale's. No, <laughs> Brian wants it to be Chip and Dale's, but with chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I actually have seen this movie, and I actually did really think that it was hilarious. <laughs> it's so good. But <laughs> and it, like I, I said, it made I nothing. Like it. I honestly didn't think I would like it. Because it does sound stupid. And the, the, the name, it, it's, it's, it's called Never Stop Never Stopping. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. And they are the guys that gave us the song Everything is Awesome from the Lego movie. Which that movie, or that song is freaking catchy. So. It's awesome. <laughs> Just like everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What do you got next? Um, a Monster Calls. This is also on Netflix. Came out in 2016. I actually have not seen this. I've only heard of it and knew that Liam Neeson played the monster. Okay, yeah. Honestly, I was like, I know that voice. He has a distinct voice. But it sounded like... Um, uh, um... Oh my do, god, do, why can't do, I think? Do, 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 I want to say Gravitron, but I know that's do, not right, do, obviously, do, that's do, not. Do. Um, Optimus Prime? Yes, thank you! <laughs> why can I not think of that? Are See, my of, mind... Were you thinking of Megatron? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I was like, Gravitron? But that's a freaking carnival, right? <laughs> that is a carnival, right? <laughs> well, there is a Galvatron it, in Transformers, so that's pretty He sounded like Optimus Prime. Okay. 
So I looked him up, and then it said <laughs> Liam Neeson. I was like, oh, that makes Not Peter Cullen? That would have been cool. That that makes sense, too, because <laughs> I didn't know. But um, has a kid in it. I don't, I don't think I've seen him before. Lewis McDougal. Hmm. I don't know. But it also has Sigourney Weaver, Felicity Jones. I like them. They're yeah. Good. Um, so is this a kid's movie, or is it... Um... Um, or is it like Bridge to Terabithia, where you think it's something, and then it I, pisses you off? I don't <laughs> I'm know just if this is supposed to be a kid's movie or not. I really don't know. No. Um, I just saw it, and it just looked interesting, and it is PG-13, so... Young adult. Movie. Right, but, you know, his mom is sick, and... Um, so a boy seeks the help of a tree, like a, it's called the yew tree, and it's like thousands of years old, you know, and he turns into a monster. So a tree monster to cope with his single mother's terminal illness. You know, his dad's kind of absent, lives in America. It is like Bridge to Terabithia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, the monster's super cool, and he comes and he tells him like three different tales, and then he says, and on the fourth time, you have to tell me a fourth tale, and it has to be your truth. Hmm. And you know what? You also uh, sorry to interrupt you, but oh, no, it also fine. made me think of another movie that has similar elements: *Pan's Labyrinth*. Oh, she goes to a fantasy world to escape the harsh reality, and you know her mother was so, sick. So and... maybe they're playing off elements from that. You know, maybe. I don't know, but um, it's very good. Okay, I because again, like I watched this again, and I. What did you watch it on? Um, it's on Netflix. Okay. So, and I think I watched it originally on Netflix, but you know they change their shit all the time, so I didn't know if it'd still be on there. But it I'm was, just, and just gonna have to have a Netflix day. Yeah, I definitely these... recommend it because it's just good. I mean, I wouldn't say it's heartwarming, but <laughs> heartbreaking maybe yeah. sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, it is a little heartbreaking and pulls out your heartstrings. Yeah, I've but... heard of it. It looked interesting, but at first, uh, maybe I was thinking because. I think it came out around the time the BFG came out, and I got both of those kind of mixed up. Like uh, I know and that about movie is also great. I know about the BFG because I read the book as yeah. a kid, but I think the the look of the film was similar. So I because I didn't see that either. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I'll get to it. I I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch these. What do you got next? Um, I have another action movie. Uh, that I wanted to talk about our first our first time doing this episode, but I forgot until after we stopped recording, and that's also came out in 2016. Uh, Free Fire. Direct- oh, doesn't this have uh, what's her face? Yes, um, she's in Larson. she's in that one movie that that came out that one year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> her. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this uh, is directed by Ben Wheatley, who gave us uh, In the Earth, which I talked about before, and uh, another weird movie called High Rise with Tom Hiddleston. Um, this movie does have uh, Brie Larson. It has Army Hammer, Killian Murphy, Charlotte Copley, and Jack Rayner. Huge cast. There's even more people in it. And it's uh, very heavily inspired by movies like Hateful Eight, Reservoir Dogs, where it takes place majority in one area. And it's set in Boston, 1978, and the film is about a gun exchange meeting uh, in an abandoned warehouse between two gangs that result in an all-out gun battle. And it's shot in sort of real time, so if somebody... You know, get shot in the leg early on. They're limping through the rest of the movie to to play that off, and it's just so funny because they're just shouting at each other. This is a good one. Like the plot, easy. 
it's one room. They're shooting at each other. It is uh, the longest gunfight in movie history. Uh, oh, wow. 55 minutes yeah. worth of just this gunfight <laughs> from the first shot to the last sh- like bullet fired. Um, and I like that. It's, it's great. And it's because of these actors. These are such likable actors. Like Charlotte Copley. I love that guy. He was the lead in District 9. And uh, okay, he's, yeah, yeah. he's so funny in this, this role because um, he plays like a, like a gangster. And it's just, it, you can't take him seriously as that, but he's so likable. But he's a bad guy. Like it's, and Killian Murphy's <laughs> always great in everything. And them two just shouting at each other, swearing at each other. And, and, and there's some comedy and making fun of each other. And it's just hilarious. Uh, this was Brie Larson's first uh, action movie. She does a great job. Um, yeah, I highly recommend this one. It's just a fun time to just watch a bunch of people that are likable shoot each other <laughs> through a whole movie. Uh, there was no CGI in the movie. Everything is done practically and with uh, stunt stuntmen. And uh, there's only one reason why they said it in the 70s. If you if you didn't look at their the style of clothing and hairstyles or anything, you wouldn't even know it's in the 70s. Right. But they based it in the 70s for one reason, because there's no cell phones. So... So they could, this like, gunfight, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would be over like instantly. Yeah, so that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. This movie is—I remember liking it. It's just been a really long time since I've seen it, so I can't really like say for sure. But it's a fun time. I don't know if it's streaming on anything, but it's—it's it's a definite fun time. I recommend it. And I think it's an A twenty four movie. It's one of the one of the first ones for A twenty four. So. Mm-hmm. So there is a little bit of a slow burn in the beginning because I think that's A24's um, like stipulation when you want to make a movie for A24. It'd be like, oh, I love that idea. Uh, shooting a porno, slasher movies, great. Oh, but wait, wait, there it has to be a slow burn. Okay, give them the money. <laughs> Except the Green Knight, which is a slow burn the entire movie. So mm-hmm. that is a stipulation. Every A24 movie has a slow burn. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just not even like a bam at the end it's just like the witch slow burn Uh, (laughs) midsummer slow burn (laughs) that's just that's true what they do so yeah free fire i recommend that one (laughs) uh my next one is becky oh with uh kevin james (laughs) you know what i was actually surprised because at first it looked so weird seeing kevin james as that character but he was great yeah, I actually really enjoyed this it's, movie. Yeah, it was enjoyable. And that girl is a it's fucking messed, it's psycho. And she, I love it. I'm all for it. This came out in 2020. Um, has a, her name is Lulu Wilson. Now is she related to Owen or Luke Wilson? I meant to look it up and I never did. But again, I I thought I'm like, oh god, Kevin James is in this. Like, how can I take him seriously? But he actually well, he was the president in Pixels, and he plays. <laughs> would you call him a neo-Nazi? Is yeah, yeah. Um, so more of a neo-Nazi leader. Yeah. Oh god, and she like I don't want to give it away, but well, kind of whatever. This movie's well, it's been a couple of years. But she basically stabs him in the eye, and she he has that was to like, a good eye shot, yeah. Yeah, and he has to like cut it all. Yeah. A lot of this movie a, is bleh. It's a good uh, is, little thriller, little chase. There is something in the beginning, and and you know I'm so against it. I'm not gonna say what it is, but I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. That I just like I hate seeing in any movie, and I can't stand it. But but I just look away and it, it until creates it's over and tension. Yeah, you know, and. and 
there's things that you don't expect happen. Like, like Joel McHale is in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> as her dad, Becky's yeah. dad. So basically, uh, this girl, um, Lulu Wilson, she plays Becky. So Becky goes on vacation to, I'm assuming it's at a, a vacation home. Um, that they used to go to as a family, but her mom passed away. And um, so she goes there with her dad and then he brings his new girlfriend and her son and she like storms off and whatever. Conflict. And then these invaders come. Um, well, Kevin James and Led his by crew. scary Kevin James. Yeah. Who would have thought? Come and, you know, <laughs> he's looking for this key and has to find this key. And, uh, and basically, you know, it it's kind of unravels from there, trying to find that key, which it's, Becky has. Yeah, and it's definitely worth the watch. For those that haven't seen it, it's definitely worth the watch to see uh, Kevin James's range. Yeah, and it's Because it he's not just brutal. the bumbling fat guy like he, you've known for in the Sandler movies and Paul Blart. Like, he can do other things, and yeah. this is a perfect example of that. Yeah, I totally agree, and that's why I highly recommend it. And, and Becky's just a fucking badass I didn't think I was going to like it when I first saw it. And then I was like, damn, that's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I thought it was just going to be cheesy, but it's actually very, very good. But just be warned, there is yeah, the, yeah. sensitive material mm-hmm. and it is brutal. <laughs> Some of the kills. Top notch. Um, my next one is a very divided one i don't know too many people that really like this movie i think you didn't like this movie because i you, you said you did watch and you just it was too slow for you but or something um but I'll let you know. i i <laughs> i have a couple <laughs> friends that do appreciate it as much as i do i i did go see it in theaters like the day it came out because i read about it and it just sounded really cool and i saw the trailer and i liked the people in it and i was pleasantly surprised when the movie was over and that was 2018's Annihilation. Oh, you know what? I I remember saying I didn't like this. But I think... Because the other day I was thinking about it when I was, you know, looking up underrated gems and trying to find stuff for my list and watching things and, you know, picking it apart and whatever. I really wanted to rewatch Annihilation and give it another shot, but I just haven't yet. But I do remember it. Me not liking it very much, but again, I think it's one I have to revisit. If you don't have a way to watch it, I do own it on Blu-ray. Okay. I'll add it to the list. Um, <laughs> right. The stack, you mean. The stack <laughs> of movies over there on my TV um, stand. No, I, I, I like it. See, I, I do like, you know, I like all sorts of different ki- kinds of movies, and... One thing I do like, but I don't see a lot of, are um, sci-fi movies that are also thinkers. Ones that don't explain everything to you and show you everything, just hands you everything on a silver platter. I like the ones that make you think a little bit and make you, you know, think think about it. I mean, yeah. it's... it's and it's just, and it doesn't give you everything. Um, sometimes that doesn't work. Sometimes I don't like certain movies. But this one, I, I like that about it. And it has really good acting in it, in my opinion. Uh, it's directed by Alec, Alex Garland, who gave us Ex Machina. And he's got a new movie coming out, which looks crazy, called Men. <laughs> uh, he also wrote Dread <laughs> 3D. Oh, okay. um, and this one has Natalie Portman, Je- Jennifer Jason Lee, Tessa Thompson, Oscar Isaac, and Benedict Wong. 
four of these names are in Marvel. <laughs> so you have uh, Jane from Thor, you have Valkyrie from Thor, you have Moon Knight and Wong from Doctor Strange, all in the same movie. Um, and it's basically it, after her. Uh, he was Apocalypse too, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yes, he was. Mm -hmm. Sadly. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, it was okay. Yeah, um, I didn't, after, after Portman's husband disappears, a biologist uh, signs up for a dangerous and secret expedition into a mysterious phenomenon called the Shimmer, where the laws of nature don't apply. Now, it does have uh, similarities to other uh, sci-fi stories. I was just, I was very, like, into it from the beginning. It is a slow burn. In the in the in the beginning, it's not an A twenty four movie, but it is. It does have a slow burn. I think that's and, something that also gets me is the slow burn. But you said you don't mind slow burns. Sometimes depends. It depends on the situation. Yeah. Um, but everybody does a great job, and when they actually get into the shimmer, it's so crazy in there. Like I don't want to give anything away, really, even though it's been out for a few years. But I was confused a lot too. I think. Yeah, it is a confusing movie, but. Um, if you look up a little bit on it and it explain, it's based on a book uh, of the okay. same name, so maybe the book might explain mm -hmm. it better. I give it. A um, go. it is a there's a trilogy of these books. This is the oh. first one, uh, written by a man named uh, James Vandermeer, and uh, so the first book was called Annihilation. The second one's called Authority, and the third one's called Acceptance. Are they making another one? I don't think so. This movie didn't do well. That's why I'm calling it underrated because yeah. it kind of came and went in theaters. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Natalie Portman, uh, in an interview, said that she would never do horror, but this one, because this one is considered somewhat horror, it is sci-fi, but yeah. it's uh, that this and Black Swan are exceptions because she's always wanted to work with the directors. Um, she actually got the this part. Um, she was originally casted for Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, but backed out because she wanted to do this one instead. I'm kind of grateful. Who knows? She might have made that movie better. You never know. Mm. That's maybe, how I look at maybe, it. When, when, yeah. when you look up facts about different actors saying that they turned this down or they were casted in this, but then they had to back out, maybe at that time of the writing of those movies, it would have been a completely different experience than what right. we got. So that's that what I always true. think of. So. Maybe yeah. after she backed out, they had to kind of rewrite stuff for the newer actress. Right. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I'm a big Natalie Portman fan. I really actually like her a lot, so. Yeah, like V for Vendetta. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I do recommend this one. It definitely has, oh, I'm just going to say it, the bear scene. Oh, That yeah. got me. When I saw that in theaters, that I was creepy. terrified. Like, it takes a lot to scare the crap out of me, especially in theaters. But that thing, I don't know. It was the noise it was making. It was when they did an up-close of his face. Oh, God, yeah. I can still see it in my head. Like, that is the most terrifying thing I've seen in a long time. Like, this this creature in a movie. It was so cool, though, at the same time. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, that, ugh. I just, that whole sequence in the house with the bear. Oh, my God. That was great. Yeah. And there's some messed up stuff in this movie. And then towards the end, it goes even in a crazier direction. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? But it's awesome. i got to keep watching. Yeah, so. I think that's what it was, too. Is I was just so it's confused. so weird. And I didn't know what was happening. And I was like, ah. That's but. probably why it needs to be rewatched. You yeah. know, to 
so that you kind of know what you're expecting so you can pay attention to other things right. to maybe notice some figure more it things. out yeah so i agree i had to put it on this list but like i said it's very polarizing it's very uh D divided uh, from people. So if you didn't like this, I get it. I respect it. I'm not for sure. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> but to me, I loved it. Bought it the day it came out, and was happy that I saw it in theaters. Awesome. Yeah, I will definitely rewatch it for sure. I will give it another chance. <laughs> and at the end, if you say like, no, I was I was initially right. Yeah. Didn't like it. That's cool. <laughs> right. At least you gave it a second <laughs> chance. That's cool. That's all that matters. Every movie deserves a second chance. Honestly. I, I, uh, not Spring Breakers. Once was enough for me on that one. I got Scarface on repeat. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> there are some that I won't watch again, but the, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I guess true. it's just... Okay, I guess... I can watch under... The Fanatic like 10 times before I watch Spring Breakers again. <laughs> I guess that's true. Okay. Um, certain... Movies under certain circumstances yeah, there you go. deserve second yeah. chances. Okay, yes. Thank you. Scarface on repeat. I don't know why that's just like, I hated that movie, but I loved that line. He's like, I got Scarface on repeat. This <laughs> is the best part of the movie. Um, the only good part of the movie. I, I think okay. that was eight, that's an 824 movie, too. Really? That was one, literally one of their very first releases. Oh, man. I'm glad I stuck with the company because they got better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they started a little rocky, but they got better. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, what do you but... got? Um, my last one is uh, Identity. Came out in 2003. I love this movie. Uh, it's been a hot minute since I've seen it, though. Yeah, same. But I remember, like, I, I used to watch this movie a lot, and it always appealed to me, and I always loved it, and I know that it's not everyone's cup of tea. It came out when? 2003. And I watched it when it came out. So I was 13, and I remember renting it. My mom let me rent it and watched it. Um, That's when Freddy vs. Jason came out that year. Yeah, I also saw them in theaters with my dad. <laughs> that was a good year for, <laughs> for horror movies. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um, again, I was not sheltered as a child, so I watched a lot of stuff I probably should not have watched, well, but whatever. Not much. I mean, it, it is rated me. R, and there was cussing in it, and only a few select scenes of violence, but it was pretty... Yeah, but Freddy versus Jason. Well, you yeah, know, I'm saying identity. It didn't have a anything. A 13 year old super... watching that. I don't know. But it was hilarious. My dad and I had a great time. So. Great cast. Huge cast yeah. in that movie. Um, yeah, it's got John Cusack, Ray Liotta, mm -hmm. Amanda Pete, mm -hmm. John Hawks. Mm -hmm. um, Rebecca De Mornay. I love her. Uh, John C. McGinley. Mm hmm. Um. So basically, all these people during a rainstorm get trapped at this motel. The heaviest rainstorm I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like... people are trying to leave and they can't because all the roads are blocked or flooded mm -hmm. or whatever. And there's like somebody kind of taking them out one by one. And then like, um, I don't want to give anything away if you haven't seen it. Like, I know it's been out for a really, really long time and you probably should have seen it. But like, I want you to watch this movie. Basically, we're saying... Those who have seen it, you don't need to hear the spoilers because you know what happens. Yeah. So, all right. So, I don't want to spoil anything because it's just so good. And uh. Brian's getting more coffee. That's what that sound is. <laughs> I always make that sound whenever something's getting He did not take the mic into the bathroom. <laughs> 
Okay. Anyway, so um, I never saw this ending come, the twist at the end. I never saw it coming. And I think that's what I also loved about this movie is that it was like something that I did not guess mm-hmm. right correctly. Yeah, no, I, I agree the same. And then after it was over, I had to think about it. I was like, that's actually a pretty cool idea and a cool way of showing what was going on yeah. with that character. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely That was like original. A, like, there, there are movies that do deal with yeah, that Yeah, it's, it's another who done it movie, yeah, but... But the, the fact that they used, like, a motel situation when it could have been something else. Like, yeah. I like that they chose that. Right. I'd, and the marketing did a really good job with not revealing too much, um, twist-wise. This was back when trailers didn't show everything. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't think I ever saw a trailer. I think I just went to our local video store and I saw it and I was like, I want to rent this. And my mom let me and we watched it and I loved it. Yeah, I agree. That's a good rewatch. Like I said, it's been a while, but I think I might have to. This is the year to rewatch that one. Mm-hmm. I like John Cusack. I've always liked him. So. Oh, yeah, I'm a big fan. Ray Liotta. I like him, too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, my last one is a kid's movie. And it's uh, also an acquired taste. If you don't really care for the what this movie is based on, then you're not going to like this movie. But everybody should love what this is based on. It is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles Forever from 2009. <laughs> it was straight to video um, oh movie. It is sort of based on the uh, run of Turtles uh, that came out in 2004. It was a series where the Turtles... You know, we, we grew up with the 80s ones, the 80s Turtles. It was silly and over the top and the jokes and stuff. And then as more different series came out throughout the years, they're all different. And the ones from 2004 was a little more, it's still for kids, but the, the Turtles themselves were more mature. They weren't as jokey. And Shredder was actually an intimidating villain in the show. And they, you know, it was a little more violent, <coughs> violent. <laughs> uh, I mean, they still had some jokes. Like it was, it was Nickelodeon show, so it's still. It, but they were older than they were in the uh, '80s versions. Uh, so this movie is uh, uses that animation and use, and it's made by the same team that did that show. So the Turtles Forever, and I like all the Turtles movies, even the Michael Bay ones. And I maybe except Turtles Three from the '90s. That one. That one can go in the garbage. But um <laughs> trash. No, I'm just kidding. I said garbage. <laughs> I still I just, won't use the word I, I don't like. I was just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna throw it in the back of the dump truck and do what Casey Jones did in the first movie. Oops. Turn it turn it on when Shredder <laughs> fell in. Uh I think this is one of like the best Turtles movies because it's the one that connects all of them in the same universe. Um Except the Michael Bay ones, this because this came out before the Michael Bay, like a few years before those ones came out. So, um, they these turtles, the they team up, they actually team up with the '80s turtles. The '80s turtles make are in this, and the turtles oh, from okay, now I know. What and the turtles talking about okay. the turtles from the original black and white comics that they came from are also in this movie. So there's parts in this movie where we're seeing twelve turtles together. You know, on a team, and they're fighting the Shredder from the 2004 series and the Shredder from the 80s with Krang and Bebop and Rocksteady as they're trying to create a brand new Technodrome to just annihilate everything. Shredder, his plan has always been the same through every 
type of turtle anything, and that's to get rid of the turtles, to, to kill off the turtles. So, but this Shredder wants to kill off every turtle from every dimension, because every dimension in this movie has their own turtles, or has their own four heroes, and some of them aren't even turtles. They're other animals. Like, and there's a scene where they show <laughs> all the different dimensions, and they look like little TV screens, and you can see all the different ones. And, and then the ones from the movie from 1990 pop up in one of those screens. The one from the 2007 animated computer animated one pops up in one TV. So you know all those connect in this same movie. Now they do, if you grew up with the 80s one, you may not like the way the 80s ones are written in this new movie. They made them way more ridiculous, more immature, uh, joking all the time, not getting stuff done like these other turtles do. But yeah. I mean, but that's fine because we're focused. It's these newer turtles' story, and that's just how they see them as more annoying versions of themselves. Yeah. Uh, and I think it works. It doesn't have any of the voices from either of the cartoon series, but that's fine. The cartoon turtles, it doesn't always need to be the same voices. Right. So I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, you can get people that, you know, sound pretty close. Because I almost was going to put Batman versus Ninja Turtles on this, because that was really good, too. <laughs> but I, I think, think that's getting that. a lot more popularity, because no one's ever heard of this one. Yeah. Except, like, you, and because I, I told you about it. Right, but, like, exactly. And I think you had me try to watch it, but I think it was really late, and I, I fell asleep, <laughs> and I never watched it again. But not because I wasn't interested, it's just something I just never finished. Mm. But as soon as you talked about all the other ones, I was like, oh, okay, I know what you're talking about now. Mm -hmm. But at first... But if you're a Turtle fan, uh, whether it be from the comics or the cartoons or the movies or the toys or video games or whatever, this is like the one you should see if you haven't seen it. Because it just, it brings back, like, it gave me that nostalgia when I saw the 80s Turtles. And then it gave me that more nostalgia when I saw the comic versions. Because the, the comic versions, they're in black and white and they talk like they're... They're like a, like Batman. I mean, they, they're like, I stand on the rooftops and I just look out in the darkness. <laughs> like, that's how they talk in the whole movie. Like, it's so funny. So, so like, like a noir. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And I like that, that they play into that, that they just, they're their own thing. And the turtle, the 80s ones are always like radical and joking around and making <laughs> ridiculous inventions while the, uh, the newer Donatello's like, how is that going to work? Like, how is that an invention? You know, and then they have the April from the 80s, how she's always being chased by some weird creature and screaming all the time and then you have the april in the newer show who's actually more of a badass more like the tmnt april yeah where she actually fights and helps out yeah you know so they they poke fun at everything new shredder makes fun of 80 shredder because he's a bumbling idiot with krang but new shredder's like scary and you know it's it's great it's what year good, did this come 2009. out 2009 oh, okay it's released by nickelodeon studios that also did the show um I also have it, so if you ever want to watch it. Yeah, I think I you can watch do. the whole thing on YouTube, actually. Oh, okay. Maybe. Um, but I recommend it. Turtles Forever, 2009. <laughs> <laughs> in one scene, you actually see Toka and Razar appear in it. Those were the two uh, villains in the second Ninja Turtle movie, where we were supposed to get Bebop and Rocksteady back in the 90s. But no, they gave us Toka and Razar. Who the hell are those guys? But they, were, they, they pop up in one scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds wonderful. I'd definitely watch that for sure. <laughs> it's turtles, so it's, of course it's silly. Right. But it's, like I said, it's the best turtle movie I've seen. Just because just it connects everything. That is all I got.
Um, I am going to quickly before we end this episode, our good friend Alan, dope dope, um, gave me a list of <laughs> some of his movies that he finds underrated. He gave me a much longer list, so I picked five out of the uh, the list, and I'm just going to quickly um, say like them. So jealous does. how you guys can come up with more than five. We're, you know, you can. You're the TV show expert. I don't know nearly as many TV shows as you do. Oh, underrated TV shows episode is going to be a breeze. You know, Alan actually suggested <laughs> that to me. And I was like, to be honest, with underrated TV shows would just be my top five TV shows, which we've already talked about yeah. because those shows have ended <laughs> and no one remembers them. So that episode will not be featuring Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just say uh, Nip Talk, yeah. but I already talked about it. Uh, Ash versus Evil Dead, but I already talked about it. I'm sure you could come up with a list easy peasy <sighs> as you actually sit down and think about it. But anyway, no, sorry. No, you're right. You're right. No, it's fine. So Alan's underrated dope dope movies. Uh, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, which I really like. Yeah, that that's movie a January is movie, great. which January movies, as I've said before, don't do well. But uh, I don't think that one did well, but it should have because it was awesome. Yeah, I agree. Although Scream did well, and that was a January movie, right? You Scream guys saw four? That? Yeah, or five, the new one. Didn't that come out in January this year? Oh, it is Scream 5. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that did well. Did it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So usually horror trying. movies don't do well in January. I did go see so. it in theaters, but I, I never kept up with it if, if it actually did well or not. So. But Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, ridiculous, because it's Hansel and Gretel, but the R-rated adult version with gore and violence and Hawkeye <laughs> with, the, with another bow and arrow mm-hmm. uh, hunting hunting witches. Um, stupid idea, but super fun movie. Yeah. From the guy who gave us Dead Snow. Uh, <laughs> he also put Year One, which was an Ivan Reitman, or no, Harold Ramis movie. I think it was one of Harold Ramis' last movies that he directed. This one had Jack Black and Michael Sarah as uh, cavemen, I believe. It's been a, a while since I've seen it. Sorry, Alan, not a fan. <laughs> I'm not really either, <laughs> but maybe... But I respect may, but, your choice. But maybe I need to rewatch it again. Maybe I'll have a different opinion. Right, so I think I did It's try been it. years since I've seen it. I do like Michael Sarah. I do like Jack Black. I do right. like Harold Ramis. Michael Sarah's in a new movie on Hulu, or a new show on Hulu with Amy Schumer. Life of Beth, I think it's called. Oh, yeah, I keep seeing that advertisement, yeah. Life of Beth? No, that's not right. You want a weird Michael Sarah movie? Life of look Beth, up, I think, is a different movie. Look up Magic Magic. Just look that up. That is Michael Sarah. Oh, okay. That's a weird one. <laughs> uh, next on his list is That's My Boy with Adam Sandler and I do Andy Samberg. It's actually it's pretty, pretty funny. funny. It's pretty Sandler, up, funny. Excuse me. Sandler. Yo, no, I'm just kidding. Coffee makes me burp. Sandler. <laughs> Sandler. Uh, his character was kind of annoying, but I liked everybody else in the movie. I liked Vanilla Ice. He's Uncle Vanny. Yeah. Um, and Sandberg's great. I do like Sandberg a lot. This is another one that I need to rewatch. I saw it once when it first came out. Like I didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it when it first came out on video because I rented it. I worked at Blockbuster at the You're time, right. so I rented for Blockbuster. But that was the only time I seen it, so maybe I need to give that in another another watch i watched it like a year ago because i wanted to rewatch it i think it was and it's about better the second time yeah okay. I, I still think it stands stands up okay because i always thought that sandler lost lost it for me after anger management like i liked anger management but everything after that i just didn't like what the hell was that zohan movie <laughs> oh god <laughs> not including and not the... including his kids movies it's a different thing i was like i, I actually liked grown-ups um no, what was the the Jack and Jill? Oh, oh yeah. that movie was fucking terrible. 
he he broke some records with that one. He was the first male to get the worst female Razzie. <laughs> so that was pretty good. I mean, he did get that. Yeah. yeah. I lost some respect for Al Pacino after watching that one. But um you know, it's some people good. do like that movie. <laughs> so I can't judge him. Yes, I can. It's terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah. Uh, the next one is The Invention of Lying with Ricky Gervais and Jennifer oh, Gardner. My gosh, I, I do like this movie. Same, and it's been so long since um, I've watched it. Ricky Gervais is definitely an acquired taste for most people. Mm-hmm. Some people really like him. Some people really can't stand I him. Think he's I think it's pretty funny, it. yeah. I think he is, too. And I like that he's not afraid to talk about things that will offend you. Right. Like, I know you don't watch it, but whenever he hosts, like, the Oscars or Golden Globes or something, he's so not afraid to offend everybody, and he's so great yeah. at it. He's, he's funny. <laughs> Uh, Inventional mm-hmm. Lying, it's the second movie that I've seen that he starred in. The first one was Ghost Town that he did with Greg Kinnear. Okay. It's like a comedy He's in the original office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but The Invention of Lying I thought was an interesting idea, and it was very blunt, but it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer no, I don't Garner. Agree. I mean, it's it's because it's their world, but you're, lo- you're looking at his audience members like, she's terrible. <laughs> but... That's just how their world is. And yeah. I, and Gervais plays it really, really good in that. That's another one I got to rewatch. I've, I've owned it forever, but I haven't watched it in a while. And his last one is The Reaping with Hilary Swank. Uh, that's a Dark Castle production. It was kind of back when Dark Castle was kind of not really producing many movies anymore. You know, it started off strong with House on Haunted Hill and 13 Ghosts, House of Wax. And then when they, they got to like Gothica and then The Reaping, it kind of kind of went out yeah i i've seen this once i enjoyed it Mm. i enjoyed it i watched it once and then i i didn't really like it and then i watched it again and i still didn't really (laughs) like it but you know no offense alan to each their own yeah so but he had others too and i just i just i just wanted to pick five because we did five so for sure there's that that's uh that's Alan's contribution. He has others. Maybe he'll defend a few of them on our yeah, next Nick Cage episode. Like, you picked the worst five. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making him sound like such like, a horrible just person. Just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> this is diehard all over again. That's what he's gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny. Well, that was um more underrated gems. Uh, I would like to do another underrated gem someday, but it'll probably take a lot of convincing I already from added Jesse. One, a movie maybe I just maybe, thought of, maybe so. another uh, more underrated horror gems would be kind of cool. Maybe around Halloween time again. Horror. What's what's the one that you or you want to save it for? No, I'm gonna save it. I'm not gonna give for it a potential away. to yeah. finish the trilogy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yay! <laughs> I got one already. All right. <laughs> Four more to go. Four yeah. torturous ones to go. Maybe maybe we'll get uh, Alan on that episode. So, but you guys out there will be excited to know that Alan will be coming back on our next episode because we're finishing the the cage, the raging Cajun. Yeah, we're we're already already at work uh, getting through those movies. I've so far watched five out oh of my the God, twenty-seven. I've only one. So it's okay. Far, so, but, it's okay. But we will back be back in two weeks. Yep. We're gonna take a little take break. A, take a couple week break just because uh, th- there's just so much that I haven't seen out of this list, and I, and I I definitely want to watch a bulk of them, and I need two weeks. And to just prepare. write your stuff down. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take notes. I That's will. what I do. Yeah. I got the laptop. I'm a lap. 
when I'm watching these cage movies. <laughs> I'm paying attention, yeah. but like, I'll pause it. We have the ability to pause. I'll pause and be like, oh, that's a cool little fact. And I look up something real quick on IMDb. Okay. So I'm not. I've never been a good note taker. But yeah, I mean, I will try. You kind of do it like like it's homework from school. But like, gosh, even when the teacher was talking in class, I was just not a good note keep. She was sleeping. Take her. No, I'd be like <laughs> peeping on other people's. I'm like, what you write? Can I copy your oh, notes? Oh, you're a cheater. Yeah, okay. I was. All right. Copier. Mm-hmm. All right. The truth comes out. Our yeah. listeners know now. <laughs> Josh wrote a lot of my papers in college, so that's... There's it's, that, too. Oh, well, okay, well, you guys are married now, so now Josh can take all your cage notes. We'll just, just <laughs> yeah. have him do that. <laughs> He'll watch probably a few with me, but normally I watch a lot of these by myself, but... But it's okay. You didn't have many notes for the last ones. You just had the list, and then me and Alan could, you know, if I can't if I can't explain, Alan will do the entire movie. He will create and voices and and do the entire movie. So, <laughs> it will be delightful, and I will laugh a lot. Hopefully, it'll be a little shorter episode than the second Cage one, but who knows? It probably <laughs> it's twenty seven movies, but it'll, it's still so fun to do. So. It'll probably be a part three, and then a part three or a part two of three. So just yeah. forewarning. Just, yeah. That's what happened in the last part two. It's okay though. But if people like it, they'll listen to yeah, it. Yeah, it was so long, I had to cut it in two to even upload it. So. But if you listen to it on Spotify like I do, I didn't even notice the cut. Like it went straight from yeah, the first same. to the e- I did second the same episode. Thing and I was like, and I was like, oh, I'm already on the second yeah, part. <laughs> I did the same thing when I was listening to it while I was working the other day, and I was like, am I still in the same one? I haven't seen so the, it's heard okay. the theme music. It's all, but then I it's all one episode. Yeah. So. so Raging Cajun in two weeks. Um, that's all I got. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Nope. All right. Well, thank you again, fellow nerds out there. Thank you again to Gecko and Company for sponsoring our episode. And I guess we'll, uh, we'll be there on the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was Universal Nerds. I'm Brian. I'm Jesse. And we'll see you at the movies. Bye.